Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. And yeah, you Craig, have some uh, areas, basketball, football to attend uh, to. Actually, Craig, why don't you get baseball out of the way, and then we'll just finish up with some spring football. Yeah, uh, the Longhorns do open the three-game weekend series tonight against the Baylor Bears, and uh, Texas uh, will have uh, Lucas Gordon back on the mound, as you would expect. So uh, Lucas will be on the mound, takes a 3-0 and record and a 2.17 ERA into the game. Blake Helton will counter for the Baylor Bears, and Helton, uh, who has uh, been their Friday night guy, will go to the mound. He's 0-3 in a 7-6-1 ERA. Uh, did pitch better uh, in his last outing against uh, Oklahoma. Got no decision in that one, but uh, Helton will be on the mound for the Bears. The The interesting things about this Weekend, and Helton's a right-hander, by the way. Uh, the interesting thing about the, this weekend series uh, with regard to the pitching for both Texas and uh, for Baylor is uh, for Baylor, first of all, the Bears getting Will Rigney back. He had been injured, and uh, he is uh, now 3-1 and one in a 3-3-1 ERA, and uh, so he's slated to go. And for the Longhorns, uh, they've made a changeup with the rotation. Charlie Hurley, who got the start and the win last Sunday against Kansas State, will actually start tomorrow's game, and then Sunday is listed as a TBA. So look for the big right-hander, the transfer from USC, to be the starter tomorrow afternoon in the 2 o'clock first pitch game for Texas against Baylor. So there's your baseball update. And again, uh, tonight, uh, 6.15 airtime, 6.30 first pitch on the horn. And by the way, go to hornfm.com. You know, I rattled off that whole list of what our programming is doing with Longhorn baseball, Longhorn softball, Rangers uh, baseball, the spring game football broadcast. If it just kind of flew past you or you're like, I need a refresher on that, go to hornfm.com. The entire programming schedule's up there. You'll see which games are on which frequencies all the way through. So let's wrap up talking about the spring game. Uh, And I kind of want to go around the horn here and just ask everybody what, uh, everybody, it's the two of you, what you're looking forward to in the spring game. Cameron, I'll start with you. Give me position group, players, something schematically. What what do you want to see? Like, it'll be a successful spring game for you, aside from injuries and the obvious, if you see what tomorrow. We've heard a lot about the defensive line. Uh, we heard some great quotes from Sark this past week, I believe, on Byron Murphy, and, and Murphy himself said he wants to get into the double-digit sack numbers this season uh, me and you have discussed in length about Alfred Collins and can he be that consistent dominant force so uh, yeah. my eyes will be on the defensive line I think this spring game I know everyone's gonna be watching the quarterbacks and I think that's kind of a given at this point uh, no Isaiah Nair that's the only guy who I'm really curious about going into next season but obviously he still tries to ramp up from his injury so D-line for me D-line for you, that's a pretty good place to start. I want to see how deep that group is going to be. Uh, if you can be legitimately four deep like you were last year. Last year you were six deep. But if you can have a legit two deep on that interior defensive line, you've got a chance to once again have one of the best defenses in the Big 12. Craig, what about you? I know you, you've you got the, the best view in the house from up top. Uh, what What's something you want? And you've covered a lot of these, Craig. You've caught a lot of these. Uh, outside of the obvious, what what's typically the one thing or a couple of things you come away feeling after a spring game? Uh, well, like I said, I've always told folks not to over-expect and to understand what they're looking at. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't 
look at some positions and say, hey, what is this group going to look like? What's this group going to look like? And I think uh, based on what Sark was talking about with us the other day, what he has said in the media availabilities that you've been at, what you talked about last hour in the notebook, I'm curious to see the offensive line. We d- and what I mean by that, I'm curious to see the depth that is building along the offensive front because we know Kelvin Banks isn't going to be out there much, and we know DJ Campbell's not going to be out there. So I, I want to see some of the other guys and see what it looks, what those guys look like at the backup positions, at tackle, at guard, at center, all of that. That's that's one of the areas that I, you know I, I know I know Jeff. I'm running the risk of sounding like you, being enamored with the offensive line, <laughs> but. I do want to look. I, I, I do want to see what that depth looks like on the offensive front. No, you're right, because think about this, right? Like, you're not going to have D.J. Campbell. You know, Cole Hudson and Connor Robertson have been on the mend all spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, to to be down that many scholarship offensive linemen, and there are seasons in the past where that that would have crippled you to have, to lose three scholarship offensive linemen. I mean, you, you would have been – that we've seen some years where, man, if you lose three, you'd have been struggling to put five out there that you felt any level of good about. Now, if you can right. still if you can still have a legitimate two deep, losing three scholarships, being down three a couple of scholarship guys, then you're in really good shape. And that's a testament to Sark and Kyle Flood. With how you know when they got here, that was one of the points of emphasis: rebuild these lines of scrimmage. You know, yes, we talk about big humans and whatnot, but, man, you just need able bodies. You need talented bodies. You need guys with legitimate NFL upsides. And I think we can look at that and see that they've done that with what we saw last year. Do we see them build on that this year? You know, can we see signs that, uh, you know, Malik Ogbo or Nato Omeazulu or man, even like a Jaden Chapman? Uh, some of the young guys. Yes. Are, do, do these guys look like, hey, that's a guy that after a year or two looks like he might be a player. So not everybody's going to be Kelvin Banks and start 13 games as a true freshman. Some guys might take a little bit longer to develop. Some guys might be on a shorter development track. But whatever it is, if you just see some glimpses from those young guys, then I'll I'll feel good about where that position group is, where, where, the, where yep. the arrow is pointing after tomorrow. Right. Yeah, and and then the other thing is we've heard reports throughout the spring about C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue. If you for folks that are interested in the running back situation with both Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson being, uh, you know, injured and out and nursing injuries and and, and through all of that. So you want to get your first look at C.J. Baxter, okay, and 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 sophomore Jaden Blue, okay, you know. So there's. Uh, there's an opportunity as well, and then and then I think it's also important to point out because you've done a good job of pointing this out, Jeff, with what they'll put on the field in the secondary. You already pointed out that Jalen Catalan won't play, uh, coming back from that shoulder surgery. Um, that, taking a look at the secondary as well, I think it will be uh, uh, one thing on my checklist. Yeah, like Ryan Watts is one of those guys, Craig, that I don't yep. think you'll see a ton of tomorrow. Like right. he'll get his work in and then get out of there. But, you know, Austin Jordan, Terrence Brooks, Gavin Holmes, the Wake Forest transfer, is one of the more intriguing guys on this team because he's made some big plays this spring from what we've heard behind the scenes. And depth you're adding in the secondary. You know, I I really hope that it's a situation where you feel good enough about Jaron Thompson and Keaton Crawford that you can get those guys out of there and we get to see – Ex, you know, for for extended snaps, Michael Taft or Larry Turner Gooden or B.J. Allen, some of these younger safeties, because I'm telling you, when Jalen in the fall with a healthy Jalen Catalan and Derek Williams getting in here from high school, the talent in that room is going to be it's going to kick up a few notches from where it is right now. 
And there better be a sense of urgency by guys if they don't like their position on the depth chart to start to do something about it this summer. Otherwise, you might get left behind some really, really yeah. talented guys. I'll, For me, I'll take it to offense since it's a position, Craig, the other position that I feel like I'm obsessed with outside of offensive line is tight end. And again, JT Sanders is a guy that if you're expecting to see a lot of zero tomorrow, you're probably going to be disappointed because I don't think you're going to see a ton of them, nor should you in the spring game. Just let right. him get let him get a little bit. Let Just let him get lathered up a little bit, then let him watch the rest of the game from the sideline. But the development of Gunnar Helm, the development of Juan Davis, does, do those guys look like they're not going to be JT Sanders, and I don't think anybody should expect them to be. But can they close, for me, what feels like a Grand Canyon-sized gap between JT and the rest of the group? And maybe maybe they don't, but if if you can see signs from from both those guys from Hellman Davis to where like okay, I, I see where if you needed to you could you could have them on the field and you, your offense can still function, then that's great. I, you know I don't know how much we'll see schematically, but I hope Sark shows us a little bit of. You know we talked about it on Longhorn Blitz this week. Uh, you know just some of the stuff that there some of the wrinkles that he added last year. If some of that stuff like sp- specifically. You know, the two-back sets and the 6-0 line package. Do we see him build on some of that stuff? Stuff that you've already put on film, right, that that everybody knows is in your arsenal. Are you, can you build on that and will you build on that and show it in the spring game with the two-back sets and the 6-0 line package with B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson gone and with Andre Carrick, who was your sixth offensive lineman, with him not in that mix. So schematically, does Sark continue to just build on the the tweaks that we saw last year as he tries to move this thing forward, move this offense forward, take it to the next level. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so you said you wanted to clean up <laughs> or, or or finish up a few football facts. So that's good. It's good uh, there about what's going to happen with the spring game. Tomorrow. And then and then you know, like I said in the first hour, confirmation over revelation. I just I want to I want to come away feeling. Somewhere in the ballpark is good about these three quarterbacks as Sark does. Yeah, you know, just know the same stuff he said. No, no sloppy turnovers. You know, don't you know know what you're doing. Be in command of the offense. Just don't don't have those. Don't have prolonged stretches where you just you, you look like you don't know what you're doing. You know, just be confident, be competent, and you know get your work done, and you know put the spring to bed. That's a good point. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I think that you know that when we come out of the spring game, uh, I know folks will be excited to talk about. It. We talk football all year round, as we know, uh, but when they reconvene uh, back after you know after uh, the summer happens and the guys are doing their individual things, and then then they come back for the fall camp, then uh, and when guys who have completely recovered from surgery or were held out precautionarily out of the game tomorrow uh, or just, you know, needed to be held out and rested it. When they get the full group on the field, that's when we're really going to get a, a, a good uh, – and hopefully, because you know this, we've seen guys get hurt early in fall camp workouts, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that won't be the case, and we'll get a chance to see everybody – 
that they envision as being the contributors, whether they're starters or backups, no matter the position or no matter what side of the football or special teams, that they get their full complement together. And yeah. then that's when we get a chance to really see what they're envisioning for what uh, they may be able to do starting Sark's third season. That, that includes your punter addition, getting Ryan yep. Sanborn out of the out of the portal from from Stanford. He's finishing up, and Stanford won't be here until the summer. But as Sark said the other day, he's like, you know, there was something to the effect of, well, you haven't seen him punt. How good do you feel? He said, look, I've seen him punt the last four years at Stanford. I feel really good about our punter situation right now. So they're excited about him. Anybody else that they add in the portal, Craig? that'll be here this summer we'll get a look at them and then then, you know i mentioned Derek williams but it's it's the rest of that freshman class that's going to come in and i I, you know i think you'll you'll see some of those guys red shirt you know craig it's it's weird a lot of these guys that are coming in the the still to the the yet to arrive guys it's crazy how many of their state championship games you called you know like uh like billy walton at south oak cliff trey weisner at desoto uh but you still got some really talented guys i mentioned Derek williams ryan niblett on offense jelani mcdonald uh, you know, where where does he end up? What is his fit? Is it at the star position? Is it at off-ball linebacker? Is it at safety? Uh is coming in. He's a guy that I know the staff is is really excited about. So, uh, yeah, some really good players still to arrive on campus to, to add to the depth. And then Spencer Shannon's a guy that's going to factor into that mix at tight end potentially. Again, that's, that's another one of those things. Guys that are maybe with the twos or even the threes, uh, unless you're a true freshman, which for some of those guys, that's where they probably should be, at least to start out. I mean, if you're one of those guys that's been here for a couple of years and you're further down the depth chart than you would like to be, similar to what I said about uh, some of the other position groups, man, if tomorrow's your last chance to really stake your claim to whatever, to, to state your case, I should say, to move up the depth chart, because once some of these younger guys get in, especially if you're if, if with these younger guys Sark recruited, if you're not a guy that Sark recruited and that they've invested a lot in, it's going to be really easy for that staff to just invest in the guys that they feel like can play. So for some guys on this roster, it'll be, I hate to use the term, but it it could be do or die tomorrow. You could feel coming out of this game like, yeah, maybe I am stuck here. Maybe I need to think about getting in the portal. So it's, it's, it's going to be the further you go down the roster, I think the bigger it is. The further you go down the depth chart, the bigger tomorrow is for, for some guys. Yep. Good point there. 